In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. You can follow me on Twitter at CBritoFantasy. Joining me tonight is Mr. Armando Crespo. What's up, Armando? Yes, yes, number two. You can follow me at Thunder Crespo, and I'm feeling great today because I am ahead of Dale, who's also joining us. Also joining us uh, on the Mississippi handbag of fantasy football is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? What's up, uh, Mississippi handbag? I'm guessing that's something vulgar that um, I'm not sure we should start our episodes as um, dirty as we have because now we have some valuable partners and uh, I don't know if this is a way to start, guys. It's fine. It's our show, and that's why they're signed on okay. to our show because our show is vulgar and fun. I don't think they've ever actually. Listened okay, so to us, I'm so. guessing the Mississippi handbag has something to do with balls. Uh, you're right so far. Want to take okay. any more guesses? Um, yeah, something to do with uh, sweaty balls. Mm, okay, good, very good. Okay, all right. So <laughs> um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you uh, later on exactly what a Mississippi handbag is. But we have a lot to cover in our show today, so got to keep the pace. Keep the pace a little. Oh my God, I cannot do this. This is not a good day. You got to keep the pace going. Yes, keep the pace going faster. If you think this is bad so far, uh, listen to the last probably two and a half minutes of this podcast, and you will hear a god awful intro that we just totally we had to restart, and uh, we totally had to restart, but. If you're if you're interested in hearing our how unprofessional we are, listen to the last two and a half, three minutes of this episode. We I'll put it, it in just a good two bad. minutes of it is just us laughing. It was bad. It was really it was bad. bad. Just we've like been this doing, one. We've we've been doing this for a hundred and nineteen episodes. So for everybody who has been with us since episode one, uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hundred and nineteen episodes. Uh, didn't think we would make it. I thought for sure my wife would make me uh, stop doing this by episode 20. So Yeah, my wife just started calling at work, so I'm, I've, it's moved up a little bit. Nice. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Cool, guys. Are you done? Uh, today, <laughs> today we are talking about auction drafts. Uh, Eat Sleep Fantasy held a auction draft between uh, us three here and our writers and our contributors. Um, so we will talk a little bit about auction drafts. We have... Um, a very special guest today, by the way, uh, Bryce from Auction Fantasy Auction. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at Fantasy Auction. Does some really cool stuff with auction drafts, and we're going to try to convince you at least to try one this year. Um, before we do that, though, let me just remind everybody: we are still taking entries in the Listener League. We will finalize everything by next week. So I'd say by August, uh, today is August 18th, so by August 25th, everybody will have an official invite if they get selected. We'll do it on air, too. We'll probably make it a, an official podcast maybe next Tuesday or Wednesday, giving everybody um, you know, the real deal with who's, who's in and who's out. So we appreciate all the entries so far. You still have a little bit of time, though. If you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, give us a five-star review or any other format that you listen to us on. Just screenshot it and send it to eatsleepfantasy at gmail.com. If you are interested in our draft kit or our articles or anything else that you want to find, our draft kit is free and you can find anything that we just talked about on our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. That's right. 
before we start, guys, I do I, I mentioned we have some partners. We do have a new partner, a pretty cool company doing some uh, T-shirts and polo shirts called BK Fantasy Sports. Uh, they you can you can go visit them at bkfantasysports.com. You can browse through their site. Uh, you design your own shirt, uh, polo, hoodie, sweatshirts. Uh, they do have it for men and women. Basically, they are a uh, t-shirt and embroidery company that will basically customize a shirt for your fantasy team. So they are the and they were actually the official sponsor for the uh, National Fantasy Football Convention that that we were at. We met a lot of you guys at in Dallas. Uh, they were official sponsor there. So um, definitely go check them out. Uh, their website again, bkfantasysports.com. Really cool guys over there. Um, they'll they'll pretty much do everything. All shipping and handling is free as well. So give them a try. Great way to celebrate uh, either coming in first place, you know, as your champion, or coming in last place as the loser of the league. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we Do you want to get right into the news? We have kind of a big episode here. Um, we could jump right into the news if you'd like, or do you have anything else you want to add, uh, Christian or Armando? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, uh, I guess uh, Armando has some news. We get all our, all our news, by the way, from PlayerLine, the app PlayerLine. Uh, they basically aggregate all the news from all different sources and put it in one app. It's a pretty cool app. Anyways, um, Armando, what are, what are some news here? Uh, there isn't a lot of things going on right now, but um, we reported last week or a couple of days ago that John Brown was returning, but now there's another setback in his uh, return, and uh, his sickle cell is actually slowing down the process, and he might not be ready to go by the start of the season. So uh, what do you guys think about that? Sad, sad news. Yeah, it, it does suck. We're, you know, we're expecting John Brown to take over. <laughs> as a clear number one ahead of Larry Fitzgerald this year. At least I was. I think this is a year that Larry Fitzgerald just totally takes a back seat. Um, so John Brown not getting uh, ahead of the game, it, it does suck. I mean, of course, his health is most important, and I hope he you know, recovers from uh, what he's dealing with. But, um, yeah, well, we've got to keep an eye on it. If, if he is healthy, start the season, and he does put this behind him, it uh, definitely could be a value in a lot of drafts because he's not going. Uh, I don't know what he's going at right now. Actually, I don't have my notes in front of me, but – He's going in like the as a twelfth round or so. Yeah, he's far. Yeah, uh, right now I would rather take Jaron Brown, the other Jay Brown over there in Arizona, just because he's there at the preseason. He's impressing right now. Yeah, he's so. already been cle- uh, declared as the number two wide receiver, Jaron Brown. So, yep. Another news is Cole Beasley is turning heads. We we meant to talk about him last episode as a undrafted guy who should be drafted, and now they're reporting that he's having a pretty good preseason. Um. So, yeah, someone to keep an eye on. What do you guys think? I love okay. Cole Beasley, and I know Dale does. I yeah. think he's a great number two, and I really hate Des Bryant. Yeah. Oh, okay. I definitely okay. don't. I don't hate Des Bryant. I think, Cole Beasley's, I think Cole Beasley is a valuable option in PPR, a late rounder in a PPR format, and uh, in, in standard. Eh. I mean, he's you know he's going to get his five or six catches a game easy, um, but – I think he's going to have more work now that Ezekiel Elliott's going to be out. At least for the first few weeks, he's going to be more involved just because it's McFadden back there. They're going to have to pass the ball a little more. I love yeah. Dez, by the way. I don't know how you can't love Dez. Uh, Dez is – I love I'm him not, when he's on the I'm field. I'm not so much on the uh, Cole Beasley train, but Dez Bryant going to yeah. be amazing I, De- this Dez, year. If, if Dez, Dez Bryant missed 10 games in the last two seasons, um, if he stays healthy and stays on the field, he is for sure, without a doubt, an easy wide receiver one. So if you feel confident that he's going to stay healthy, and right now he is healthy – so if if you're confident that he's going to stay healthy, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, he's he's going to be a wide receiver one, no doubt about it. 
Yep. And last piece of news is uh, Brock Osweiler is probably going to start the season as a quarterback one in Cleveland. I think that's the biggest <sighs> news of the day. Um, you guys so have any thoughts painful. on that big news? Makes me not like uh, Cleveland often as Cleveland's offense as much. It's kind of sad. I don't know. I've Rest I really liked Brock Osweiler last year, and I think oh. I like him a little more this year oh, as God. a quarterback four. See what I did there? I led you guys in like a little, a little fish out there, and you guys. So. <laughs> I don't like that game. Please don't play that game with me. Okay. Let's not do All that. Right. Hey, I, I like how do you feel about Tyrod Taylor in his second preseason game? Eight passes, two interceptions, two interceptions. <laughs> eight. I'm um, eighteen passes completed, eight for fifty-three yards and two interceptions. Yeah, I am not. I I will never ever be concerned about Tyrod Taylor and his accuracy and his decision making. He's one of the best decision makers on the football field. It's his decision making is ahead of you know the top tier guys. I have no. He he doesn't make he doesn't make bad choices. He made two today. It's a preseason game. He actually he's, made. He's fucking around. Ten. He was like, ah, let me just let me try this. Nope, didn't work. Okay. He's really missing Sammy Watkins right now. No, he's not. He has yes, he Zay is. Jones. Zay Jones. Okay. Or Zay Jones has him. Boom. Oh, God. Okay. No, I'm not. Uh, Are we done? Tyrod Taylor. Are we done with Tyrod Taylor? We're done. I just brought it up because I wanted to mock you. That's all. I didn't want you to take this seriously. See, it backfired on you, didn't it? It did not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What are some other news? Give me one more. Uh, Philip Dorsett is expected to return this week. I mean, I'm just digging for news right now. There's not much going on. His hamstrings is healthy, so he's going to start playing. I don't think that means jack shit right now to anybody in fantasy football unless you're in a dynasty league really really deep dynasty yeah yeah i agree give me kamar aiken all day yeah what you what kamar aiken give me over a philip dorsett i've been on that i i I mistakenly was on that train at some point in my life i don't want to ever be on it again ever kamar aiken is a scrub flat out scrub he's like you know what No, listen to me okay if there's one thing i know about this podcast and what and about my life is no I don't want no scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Scrub not. is a guy can't get Just no get no love. No. From me. No. He's okay. always out there hanging on the passenger side of his best friend's ride. He's trying to holler at me again. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's move on. Um do we have any other housekeeping to do? No, I don't think so, not right now. So we did a mock draft. I'm sorry, not a mock draft again. We did an auction draft last night. Uh, we wanted to kind of recap, let you guys know uh, how. Well, uh, let me ask you guys: What is was your impression of the mock draft? We haven't done a ton of them. I've done a couple of them in the past couple of years. I know you guys just done a couple here and there. So what? I mean, if you know what you're doing, they're great because you can build a team how you see it needs to be built. You know, like with the with a normal draft. You have to play the draft. You have to see values, look for values. But here, you can kind of develop the team how you want it to be developed. So that I prefer mock, I prefer um, auction drafts over regular drafts. It's just hard to find enough people that want to do them with you. Christian, okay. what, what was your what was your initial impression of the mock dra- the auction draft last night? My initial impression was that man, it's hard not to spend money whether it's real life or an auction. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my impression was I was anxious the entire time. Every time I spent anything on any player, I immediately regretted it, and then I was happy about it, just like in real life. It felt like I bought an expensive pair of shoes, 
and immediately regretted it and then got home and unboxed them and then felt really good about it. That's uh, like the single... weirdest thing, right? When you buy something expensive, but you love it, but you don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the yeah. thing, Our right? writer, Do you feel Mike... that too, Armando? I don't really buy a lot of new things. I like going to um, thrift shops. Oh my God, you're such money. a hipster. We get it. I know. I'm not a hipster. Uh, guys, I really, uh, I don't buy things. I don't buy new things. I like to save my money and invest it. Do we ever really yeah, buy it... anything? I mean, it just gets returned <laughs> to the earth. It's true. It's, uh, <laughs> we're just, never mind. Um, so do you want to talk about your teams right now, or what are we doing here? Yeah, no. okay. Yeah, let's let's kind of break down our team this really quick. a terrible episode so far, guys. No, it's it's great. It's great. It's, it's great. better than our first um, roll. Yeah. Okay, so basically the draft started off. We'll just give you kind of a quick recap. Um, Amari Cooper went for 30. This was an auction draft that um, was a super flex uh, lineup. So everybody pretty much took two quarterbacks. Minus Brito. Yeah, that's uh, well. Brito took two. He didn't take oh. three. Oh, that's right. Uh, I took three. I think you took three as well, right, Armando? Yes, sir. Let's start with your con- your roster construction really quick. And wh- how many quarterbacks? How many running backs did you end up taking? And uh, what was the? Let's just do this. Let's keep it simple. What was the best thing about it and the worst thing about your team? And what, uh, what do you regret most, and what do you love the most? Well, when I was doing this draft, I saw Amari Cooper come on the board, and I overpaid for him on accident. I have no love for Amari Cooper, but I thought other people in the room did, so I kept putting a dollar on him, dollar on him, and he ended up going up to 31, and I did not want him. And um, he's got that's the worst part of my team. I have Amari Cooper as my number two wide receiver, which isn't terrible. I got him for $31 when he's usually going for 40 but he's not who I would have spent money on. Um, the best part of my team is I waited a long time for running backs, and I was able to get Ty Montgomery for $9 as my running back two. I ended up waiting on a lot of running backs, and I ended up with uh, LeGarrette Blount, Blunt, <laughs> Ty Montgomery, Paul Perkins, Terrence West. Um, and I'm very yeah, happy with that. My, yeah, I didn't want to say I traded uh, Ty- Terrell Pryor for Leonard uh, Fournette. Fournette. And, and I'm very Fournette. yeah, I'm very happy with that trade. I was yeah. able to upgrade to RB1 trade. and still keep my wide receivers was a good trade. in track intact. It was a good very trade. Very good trade. And I think the highlight of your draft, Armando, was getting Andrew Luck for $24. It was still early on in the draft. Uh, not a lot of quarterbacks went off the board. I think people were still a little nervous about Andrew Luck. They didn't want to invest a lot of money. And the fact that there were a ton of quarterbacks left, nobody wanted to waste their big money on Andrew Luck when people like Breeze and, and Rodgers still haven't been nominated. So I think you got to steal Andrew Luck at $24. This is a $200 budget, by the way. So he spent about 10% of his budget on Andrew Luck, which I think is pretty good, and, and, and especially in a super flex. Yeah, I use the horseshoe theory in this in this sense, <laughs> so <laughs> you'll find out what that is later in the podcast. Um, all right, so, yeah, uh, what is your biggest disappointment? Oh, you already said it. Uh, Cooper was the biggest disappointment. What was um, your happiest point? Uh, I was happy to get – I mean, at, at this point, I didn't have Leonard, so I was really happy to have Ty Montgomery um, as for $9, and I because I did not draft a, a running back until – the 10th round he was they were the last people i started drafting i made sure i got mike evans i mean um keen allen michael thomas cooper and two quarterbacks before i spent any money on a running back all right and then brito kind of did almost the opposite brito spent 50 percent of his budget more than 50 percent of his budget on Le'Veon bell and jay ajay uh, which started off a little questionable but uh, ended up with still with a pretty good uh pretty good team he ended up with ben roethlisberger and Jameis winston as quarterbacks he didn't get a third quarterback uh, why not? I, I want to hear your theory behind this. Was it on purpose, or were you okay with it? Just two two quarterbacks. 
Well, I, I know you guys probably have these guys a little lower in your rankings, but both of them, both Big Ben and Jameis Winston, are top 10 guys in my ranks. Um, so I'm very comfortable having those guys, uh, Jameis Winston, my number 10 quarterback, in my rankings right now as my super flex. And basically, on the bye weeks for those two guys, I will just play, uh, you know, a fill it in with a running back or wide receiver because it is a super flex. Um, so... I'll take the <clears throat> I'll take that for those uh for those two weeks and I'll feel okay with that. I didn't want to spend the money that I no longer had because I have the the elite running backs on getting a third quarterback that I didn't feel I needed. Right. And uh you got Amir Abdullah for eighteen. Uh I think the biggest hit for you, in my opinion, as much as I don't like them. You got Willie Sneed for three bucks towards the end of the draft. You got Jordan Matthews for a buck. Um, I think that was just a product of the way the draft was going. People started running out of money, and uh, you were able mm-hmm. to pick up Jordan Matthews for a dollar. So that's way below his budget. And uh, any other good surprises that you want to pass along to people, maybe not have done auction drafts in the past? I just, yeah, I would say even like I learned this is just. If you spend a lot on those first two players like I did, and I'm very happy that I got both Le'Veon Bell and J.J., and I'm super okay with it, but I would have said maybe if you spend that, you gotta re- you have to reserve a little bit more than I did in the middle rounds because those $18 for Abdullah, which I'm okay with, um, killed me a little bit because I wish I could have spent it on getting a higher-end wide receiver too because I'm stuck with Demarius and Julian Edelman as my wide receivers to go with Willie Sneed. Cool. Uh, as far as my team, I'll just kind of break it down for you, and I'll kind of give you the same uh, same recap that you guys just did. Let's see. Um, I got no, we're Tyrod done. Taylor. It's just me and Armando. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's because I probably have the best team here. But um, very I, questionable. One of my first picks was Tyrod Taylor. You guys know I love him. Armando nominated him and drove up the price. I got him for nineteen dollars in a two Ugh. quarterback super flex league. I think nineteen dollars is okay. I got Cam Newton for twenty nine. I got Winston um, for fifteen. My, okay, so get out of here. I got that. Luck for twenty four. Boom. Ben Roethlisberger for sixteen. That's not bad. I got yeah. You really uh, Tyrod Taylor. I don't. I don't get it, guys. It's this. Is Are we going to do this Tyrod Taylor over Big Ben thing again? Because it's not going to happen. Okay, I, I just want to say this. I think Dale does have really good quarterbacks for this league. It is only a four point per passing touchdown. He has two quarterbacks that run the ball. So in a, in a way, he has the best quarterbacks for this four. Who's your second quarterback, Dale? Cam, Cam Newton. Newton. Okay. And then I, uh, I have Jor- Jordan that. Howard was my first big spin at forty bucks. I just I I wanted that mid that mid round guy. I wanted to secure a mid round running back like I'm um, not mid round but mid tier uh, running back like Jordan Howard. I don't have him on my team, so I figured I'd spend a little bit more on him. Um, I think I got a pretty good deal on Allen Robinson for twenty five bucks. Later in the draft, I got Golden Tate for seven. Um, Jay Cutler is my backup to backup quarterback for seven bucks as well. Um, Kelvin Benjamin to pair up with Cam Newton some weeks maybe for nine dollars. So overall, I feel—I mean, I think we all feel pretty good about our teams. And I've said this over and over again. You know, these drafts—if—if if we prep well, we're all going to be really happy with our drafts, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. Dale, if, Dale tell us something negative about your team because you've only told us positives. Okay. That he doesn't—he uh, uh, doesn't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's pretty negative. This episode, not that I watched it because that's illegal. It was really good, guys. What, the uh, the episode negative... that leaked that I totally watched as well? 
I, I, didn't, I mean, didn't watch because it's not. A, well, HBO leaked it on them their own, so that's their fault. It was Spain. They're going through a lot. The the ne- the negative. Uh, I paid twenty dollars for Brandon Cooks. I kind of got baited into it. I yeah, didn't. Did. I didn't love it. <laughs> I don't really love Brandon Cooks, but and I wanted that baited, wide What do you mean too. by baited? Let let them know because uh, we're we're master baiters here. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think I bid on him for like five or six dollars when he was first nominated, and everybody's talking high. They're like, "Oh, yeah, that's good, that's good." Then kind of got me hyped, and then I got all mixed up in a uh, fucked up, war. brother. <laughs> it was all motion. I, I admit it, it was all motion. Tyrod Taylor at nineteen dollars. If you like him, that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I probably overpaid a little bit for him, but I have him valued. I have him valued around nineteen dollars. So it is what it is. I paid. I paid what I thought it was worth. Uh, but he, I, I, I don't know. I could have probably gotten. I would have been okay with Jameis Winston for a couple of dollars cheaper, probably. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Before we get into uh, our interview with Bryce, I want to talk. Who is Christian? Who is your biggest injury risk on your team? On my team? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, boy. JJ. Uh, That's easy. Jordan Matthews. Okay. Yeah, Jordan Matthews. Is. What? Not Le'Veon Bell or J.J. who? Uh, Levy. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's say Bell. Just okay. not just injury, but uh, just to be out in general. But yeah, Le'Veon Bell is up there. Big Ben is probably going to get. And considering this is super, let's go with Big Ben. We know Big Ben is going to miss a couple games this year. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, I want to talk to you a little bit about road insurance. It's Ooh. basically insurance for your fantasy team. I know we talked about this off air a little bit, but these guys they just started. Uh, I think they just started last year or this year, and it's it's really taken off, and it's a really cool concept. Basically, if you have a guy that you're nervous about, you can get a policy as low as four dollars for the entire season, and if he misses, uh, if he misses any time due to injury, then they will pay your league fee back. That's like the insurance policy, um, and you can get coverage for as low as four dollars a season. You can get a policy as low as four dollars a season, depending on you know some players are going to be more expensive than others. Obviously, uh, Big Ben might maybe he's going to be somewhere in between, uh, but I think it's really interesting. Um, like a legitimate, you, it's an actual legitimate insurance policy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. It definitely. Is. Like, and, think about that. How creative of an idea and interesting it makes your fantasy team so you know maybe you draft a guy and your only concern about drafting keenan allen is not his production but more so his health so then yeah. you go ahead and get an insurance policy on keenan allen which exactly. if he were to help uh you know get hurt and ruin your big money league well there you go you get your right. money back for your big money league right and especially if i mean if you're playing for more than 20 or 30 bucks you know if you're if you're playing for you know, something, you know, maybe, you know, you kind of wince as you're paying the league dues. Maybe you think, you know, maybe you got caught up in a league that raised their dues and you're like, oh man, you know, this 250 bucks or whatever is, you know, too much. Um, you know, put an insurance policy on maybe one or two of these guys that you have, you know, like I said, as low as four bucks. The biggest, the coolest thing about all this is if you go to roadinsurance.com, you use our promo code eat sleep and it's all caps, no spaces, eat sleep. You get 20% off uh, your, the coverage. So that's that's a pretty big deal. Twenty percent off, you know, your your purchase is a lot. I would definitely do that on Le'Veon Bell because he's gonna miss a game. Well, it's I don't think it. I don't. I think it's if he misses a size more than half the season. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more than half the season. Right. So yeah, hey, if, yeah, you know, that's what if you get the insurance policy right now on him and he breaks his leg the first, you know, the first week, 
you get your you know you're saved you you get your league you get your league dues right back you don't can lose we talk about someone that's not levy on bell please can you <laughs> yeah, about jay jai who has no kneecaps you should probably get insurance <laughs> on him too but uh it's it's all it's all laid down on the website again rotoassurance.com use promo code eat sleep that's all caps and uh and you get 20 percent off so it's it's actually it's worth trying out for sure it's they're cool guys who run it we met him over in dallas uh so definitely check them out yeah, Brito, you should actually take insurance out on your entire roster. <laughs> Rossberger, Bell, and Jay are fucked. <laughs> These are not guys that get hurt like a lot, by the way. Yes, they are. It's not like I have. No, they're not. Roethlisberger misses when a game last, or two. When was the last time Big Ben, Big Ben played an entire season? Never, ever, 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 ever. ever. All right. All right uh, so let's get into the uh, interview here with Bryce. All right, now on the show, we have the pleasure of speaking with Bryce with the Fantasy Football Auction. Uh, he hosts a podcast really dedicated to auction drafts. I know not a lot of us are super familiar with him, or maybe some people haven't tried him, or maybe just tried. But we want to get Bryce on. He is the guy to know when it comes to auctions and, and uh, fantasy football. So we have a pleasure joining uh, him joining us on the show. Bryce, how you doing, man? Thanks, guys. I'm I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Um, I love coming on and trying to spread the auction umbrella a little bit to some people that uh, um, maybe are a little bit hesitant to dip their toe in the water a little bit because I think that's the big thing why a lot of people don't auction. Uh, most people that do drafts they love fantasy football, but they're a little bit intimidated by this format. So yeah, um, hopefully we can ease that that pain a little bit tonight. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we, we we tried a, a draft auction between uh, myself, Armando Christian, uh, some of our writers as well, um, and our, you know, our ESF friends last night, and it was pretty much a shit show. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, the, the bidding, it was high in the beginning like you would expect, and everybody ran out of money towards yep. the end. Um, it was the first time for some, second or third time for a couple of others. So um, I guess we can kind of start with kind of an intro. Uh, what what does your prep look like? What do you do? How do you set values? What do you do before a fantasy auction draft? Um, well, my prep usually uh, I do a ton of mocks. That's kind of one of the things I try and do for our site is uh, I try and mock draft myself, run mocks, just be a part of as many mocks as possible because I use those mocks to kind of create our own auction values essentially based on drafts that we are in. Um, so how we get our prices, we derive them essentially just from all the drafts that we're in. And that's why we try and get as many as we can going uh, just so that we can try and get an accurate pulse of the going rates of players. Um, right. So a, a large part of my summer is, is trying to come up with those prices Um and then after that, it's just it's trying to tier players and budgeting. And a big thing, I'll try and I'll make a budget. Uh, um, and we'll get it into a little bit later, I'm sure. But make a budget, practice it, just see what it actually looks like. If it's crap, throw it away. Uh, tinker, do something else. Uh, it's just a big experiment, essentially. Sure. Now, when you, uh, I guess my as I was drafting, I've done a, just a couple auctions myself. And as I was drafting, I didn't know, yeah. you know, to get the couple big studs and then go after, you know, the late guys or, you know, save my money and go yeah. after the mid round guys. What, what do you look for? Is it just yeah. value? Do you just draft base draft based off, you know, who's going for a good value? I, I am essentially a value whore. Uh, yeah. I love values. And sometimes we try and t we tell people this, um, 
some people do it to a fault, essentially. They wait so long waiting for value or something. All of a sudden, you end up with uh, a ton of money left to spend, and there's just not enough high-priced people to spend it on. And now you're not actually getting a value. You, you find yourself overspending sometimes to get some of these last players that you actually like, and you've kind of just waited yourself out of getting any real top-end talent. So, um, yeah, I do like value. The hard part about auction, I think... Uh, especially for new people is is seeing value when it's there uh, it's very common for the big name guys to be nominated early and some people have a hard time spending big um, on those guys because they think it's insane to spend 60 or 70 dollars i guess i should talk percentages maybe but i think the typical thing is 200 bucks right, yeah, i don't yeah. know what you guys did yeah, yeah, but, 200 uh, bucks yep but yeah, so some people don't like spending 30 to 40% of their budget on one player. And I, I kind of prescribe to that too. It's hard to do. So I tend to go with the value, um, especially in recent years with, you know, this RB0 type thing coming and going. I'd like to dabble with that a little bit. Um, I try and mix it up between leagues too. But um, yeah, that's kind of how I try and tackle things. Sure. Now, when you're looking at players like, say, I don't know, say Kirk Cousins, for example, yep. and he gets nominated early. Are you, yep. what, what's your, what's your, I guess. Yeah. Well, here? just give us a little with guys insight. like that. And this is why I love this kind of strategy. Actually, uh, we got into a conversation on Twitter a couple of days ago with a guy wondering what, if you should do that. And, um, I find the strategy works really well in leagues that you've been in where you really know the guys you're in, um, nominating kind of those mid tier guys early, it, it throws people for a loop a lot of the time, especially if they're not real experienced with auction because most people are expecting, you know, David Johnson, Levy and Bell, Antonio Brown, those guys are coming out right away. Um, so they're geared towards that. And when you start throwing those cheaper guys in there, uh, people are hesitant to bid on them because they, you know, they're waiting. They, they still have hopes of getting the top guy at that position. So if it's a quarterback there's going to be a couple of guys that are going to want Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to say, I'm not bidding on Kirk Cousins because I'm, I'm waiting for Rodgers to get nominated. So it's right. a good strategy to use. Uh, again, if you know your prices, like I typically go cheap at quarterback. So if I any quarterback that gets nominated, and I love Kirk Cousins this year. So if, when he goes out there, I'm kind of ears perk up, and I, I'll probably throw a few bids out there hoping to get a value as well. Right. But it's definitely a good strategy. Go with that mid-tier route. Um, so the biggest question people had during the draft was who do you nominate? Like what's your strategy when nominating? Yeah. Do you nominate someone that you want or you nominate someone you think someone else wants? Or you want someone you nominate someone uh, that you know that you just don't want on your team? Like how how do you yeah. do I mean the most common thing if you read just about any big name site out there, most of them have some type of auction thing. And it's kind of like the we call it the auction one oh one type stuff where and and they they prescribe to nominate a big name guy that you don't want. And I agree with that. I think if you don't really know the draft that you're in, in terms of the players, and maybe you haven't done an auction before, it's the safe approach. Nominate guys that you know you don't want. Uh, so for me, that might be somebody like uh, Lamar Miller, whose price just seems to be way inflated. Um, I don't think he's going to live up to that. So he would be a guy I'd consider nominating. I want people burning money because the more money that gets spent early, means they're not going to be able to spend on players that I like coming up later. Um, so to me, that's the one thing. But this is where you get into the kind of I, – I compare auction to poker a lot. You can kind of mind fuck with people because um, 
say you've been in a league with a couple guys for a couple years and that's that's kind of what you do nominate guys you don't want so everyone knows when you throw a guy out that you're pretty much just sitting back and uh, moving on to the next thing so then you can start messing with people and throwing out guys that you actually do want and maybe you can get them at a value or you know you can kind of start trying to mess with people a little bit and it keeps them on their toes and they don't really know which direction maybe you're trying to head to um to follow up when you're nominating a player and um so this is just a weird strategy i have like driving prices up um, love it yep you want to talk to, a little more about that because i i put tyrod taylor because i knew dale loved tyrod taylor yep. So I knew that he was going to spend yeah. big. So I just kept, you know, putting a dollar on him, kept making him spend his money. So tell us a little more about, you know, driving the value yeah. of the players. Yeah, that's I love doing that too. Um, it's it's kind of a, a a risky move in the sense I don't like driving the value of players up if I would feel completely uncomfortable ending up with them. Right. Um, because the last thing I want is to spend money on a player I think that's shit and is going to hurt my team in the long run, right? Yeah, right. So. But a guy like Tyrod, I don't mind if you can get him for the right price. And this falls into kind of my rule number one with auction is try and learn about your league. Um, because like you said, you knew somebody in that league loves this player. Then if you know that, then I, I love doing that too. Let's throw out guys like our home league. We got a couple Minnesota Vikings fans. They're diehards. Uh, we got one Chicago Bears fan who he'll end up with three or four Bears no matter what. Um, he's going to pay to get them. So those guys get nominated early because it's an easy way. Like I don't want any part of Kevin white, for example, at the price he might go for. So I might nominate him, or, um, you know, maybe I don't like Jordan Howard as price. I'm throwing him out there in my league. Um, so yeah, total awesome strategy. You know, know your league. If you don't know the guys you're in, try and follow them on Twitter, see what teams they like, uh, anything you can get to try and, you know, go in there and I like to even go in there. The guys I don't like, you know, when we get in there, if it's a live draft, I will try and talk them up and hope everybody's listening and just false information, float it out there as much as you can and just mess yeah. with people's minds <laughs> as much as you can. Now, yeah, I mean, you know, we saw it last. Uh, I think we're going to talk about this on the podcast, too, after we get off the phone with you. But, um, you know, Ted Ginn was nominated really early. And, uh, yep. you know, I, I personally, I have a lot of Ted, uh, a lot of value in Ted Ginn, but he went for eight bucks later in the draft. I think Willie Sneed went for like five or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, that, I think that's a good example of, you know, not the nomination kind of working against you or, you know, the early bidding. Everybody's really gung ho in the beginning when they have that $200 bank sitting there. <laughs> and, uh, yep. and so, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, there's a lot of good value there at the end of the drafts. Um, I'm going to throw a couple of values out there. You just tell me what you think based off of who you have. I know we drafted in a two quarterback league, really, I guess a super flex, but yeah. uh, you know, most people grab two quarterbacks, so that might skew things a little bit, but what are your values on somebody like David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell on a $200 budget? Um, yeah. I mean, those guys are going to go high. I've seen mocks where they go up for, you know, $80. Yeah. Expect more, more, more so for David Johnson. I mean, I think people have, uh, expectations shouldn't say expectations but people don't trust levy and bell with all the off-field stuff that's happened in the past so his price tends to be a little bit lower in fact he's a guy i often find myself targeting if i do want to go with an elite rb just because there is a chance that he's going to go for a value um you know usually we see them on average go for mid 60s to close to 70 so yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of the typical in in uh, say start to rb um, right. type of format 
Right, my, but my, in a super flex, just uh, sorry, it, yeah, no, they ahead. will make, they could go a little bit cheaper. Um, some people are geared up to spend a quarterback. It it doesn't happen super often because the top guys, you know, the Antonio Browns, David Johnsons, people still want them that bad that they will spend whatever it costs in their mind to get them. But in Superflex, you will see there will be a fairly quick drop off after some of those top guys go. Then, in terms of one QB league prices with uh, running backs and receivers, so that's something to note if you're doing a Superflex. Sure. Um, so I just want to know what happened with Ezekiel Elliott. You know, earlier in the season, everyone was like ready to draft him, and now he got suspended for six yeah. games. So how's his value like fluctuated now that he's out for six games? Uh, it's great question. I've been trying to monitor that as close as I can. Um, yeah, I, I, he was the RB three pretty much by most consensus. I think, uh, yeah. fantasy sites. I know that's where we had him, uh, just behind David Johnson, Levy and belt right now. He's, he still goes for right. His current average auction value in a one QB league is 39 bucks. As of right now, we've seen his price come down a lot because it was, you know, 60 up yeah. to uh, you know a week ago right. um so that's moved a lot it's still um depending where you have him ranked like that still puts him in the same category as guys like jordan howard uh leonard fournette and things like that so um if depending how you feel on that like i'm personally kind of staying away from zeke altogether because i don't know is he going to miss the first six games? Is he going to miss the last with this appeal? Could it be? I, I have no idea. So it's just such a risky thing that I'm kind of avoiding him altogether. So you kind of got to figure out where he slots into your rankings. But uh, he kind of sitting at about kind of RB9-ish territory in terms of price. Right. Uh, one, I have one last question for you. I don't know if uh, Armando or Christian wants to jump in after this. Sure. But when we're drafting and say you have, I don't know, 12 bucks left and you have maybe two bench spots remaining or three bench spots remaining. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to go off value because you only have, you know, maybe three, you know, average three bucks per player, four bucks per player. So what is your strategy there when you're kind of ending the draft? Are you waiting to pick up? Because I think, you know, people lose when they have money left over that they didn't spend, right? Because you want to make sure you maximize your budget. So what is your strategy there towards the end when you have, you know, two or three bench spots left to fill and you're looking at, I don't know, 12 or 15 bucks? Yeah, I mean, I, I equate it to being like in a really deep draft where at some point you just kind of throw ADP out the window and you just start taking guys I think that you just you want, whether they have upside that you have or whatever. And you're right. If you know that it's looking like you're going to have money left over, there comes a point where you just kind of like, you know, fuck it, I'm spending because I like this guy. And it could be anybody. I mean, maybe it's Ted Ginn. You guys talked about him before and I listened to your last pod. Uh, I'm a Ted Ginn guy too. I love getting him at the end of draft for dirt cheap if I can. Right. I think there's a lot of upside there. Um, so maybe that's your guy and you know, you go after him. So yeah, there's definitely a point where you just kind of say, look, everyone's going for a buck or two. I got more than that to spend. I'm spending it to just, I, I'm getting the guy that I want. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Christian, uh, I know Christian's on the line now. Do you have anything you want to add or do you have any questions? Um, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, Armando has some questions about our draft. Maybe if you just want to give us sure, some, feedback, some professional feedback. Yeah. Well, you know, like I had this a fun strategy and you tell me this is kind of weird. Um, someone nominated a defense and I took them as my, you know, my top pick. I spent $3 on them super early. It was my first draft pick. And I thought yep. maybe if I, you know, got my kicker and defense out of the way, and yep. I just spending three or two dollars on them, I could waste yep. my budget later on players. Like I don't have to 
worry about only spending a dollar on these guys later. I can get a defense and the kicker that I want and still right. maximize yeah. my budget later on. Does that make sense? Is that a strategy you've heard or done before? Totally. One of the guys that is on our show, uh, Shane Bliss, his name is, um, he likes doing that. He'll go out and he wants to get a good defense. Uh, he'll he'll pay two, three bucks for it. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm just, I know I'm probably going to stream. So whatever, I don't necessarily do that, but I definitely see that. Um, guys want one of those top defenses. They don't have to worry about, uh, you know, you're going to be fairly consistent. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I've seen it annoy the crap out of some people in drafts because a lot of people, like I said, prescribe that theory. Well, you got to nominate expensive guys, get money out there. So they lose their shit when somebody nominates a defense in the first, <laughs> you know, two rounds. Cause they're like, we're not getting any money out there. Let's go here. And I, you know, it's, yeah. so it's kind of fun to do that. Actually, to, if you know, a guy's going to get aggravated by that, just to piss somebody off and try and get in their head. But um, yeah, it's totally, it's probably not that common. Um, but I definitely see some merit to that, um, especially more so with defense and kicker. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it does happen for sure. All right. Who has, uh, if you can kind of get, just pick one of these two guys, uh, Lamar Miller for 30 bucks or Mike, Mark Ingram for 11. If, if you're drafting, you see these two values, are you getting either one of those for either of those prices? Um, so Ingram for 11. Yep. I think, like, I actually personally have Ingram ranked probably a little bit higher than, I know for sure I got him ranked higher than most of the guys on our site. I got him ranked as my RB25. So he kind of goes for around 9, 10 bucks. 11 isn't out of the question. So that's not a bad deal. Uh, And who was the other one? Lamar Uh, Miller? Lamar Miller for 30. Yeah, for me, because I'm kind of an anti-Lamar Miller guy. If you've ever listened to our pods, I go (laughs) against... And right now, like his price is kind of hovering. He's sitting in with like Carlos Hyde and Lynch and that kind of in the mid twenties. So that's maybe a little bit higher than he often goes for. I I would side with the Ingram side. I have them ranked very similar. My rankings are both kind of like uh, low end RB twos for me. So production wise, I think it's it's all right. So in that sense, I'm I'm going to take the cheaper guy then. Sure. Okay. Yeah. With the- I I. I do have two questions here, Dale. I, I knew I, uh, I, I fucking knew you had questions. <laughs> I do have I do have questions. I just didn't want to interject with the flow earlier. Um, so I have two questions. So we talked a little bit about the head games with when other people like somebody a lot, yeah. um, and then nominating guys you don't like or whatever, trying not mm-hmm. to let it known, let it be known, guys you really do like. What do you do with guys that you really do like, um, and their value is like? Give me a scenario with a guy sure. that you love and people know it and what you do in an auction draft about hmm. that. Well, I'm trying to think of a guy that everyone knows Asking for that a friend. I love. No, that's cool. I mean, um, <laughs> I guess somebody this year, and it's probably because I've been a believer, like I've owned him a long time in, say, our home dynasty league is Terrell Pryor. I've been, I guess you could call it a truther. I've, I've hung on to him for a while it's paid off finally last year um so i guess i have a little soft spot in my heart for a guy like him so what i do with say prior um is and if we might get into this later i like to tier my i don't like going in with rankings or, or a cheat sheet to just let's say a top 100 or 200 or anything I, I i like tiering my guys based on kind of production so i have my tier one tier two whatever um so wherever prior kind of fits in with like receivers what I like to do is we call it kind of this uh, 
this auction horseshoe. And I don't know if you ever listened to JJ Zacharyson talk about auctions. We had him on our pod a couple of years ago and he has this theory and it actually plays out um, in a tier, especially early on in a draft. Uh, say there's six guys in a tier. The first two guys usually go for market or maybe above. And then what happens is uh, the next one or two guys that go, people look at it and say, ah, you know what? There's three, four guys left in that kind of range. Uh, I'm not necessarily going to spend to get that guy. There's a couple guys I still like. I can get those guys later. And so the guys that go in the middle kind of go for a value. And then at the end, guys kind of freak out a little bit. Um, oh, shit, there's no one really that good left. Or this is clearly the next best guy. I got to go get him. And those bottom guys end up going for an inflated price. So he kind of came up with this auction horseshoe type thing. And we've kind of ran with it a little bit and because it, it actually fit. So what I would try to do is see who's left in that tier. If it's the first guy nominated in a tier, I'm probably just going to, if I can get him for a deal, yeah, I'll take it. Um, I'm going to try and time it though. So he's going in the middle. I don't want him to be the last guy left in that tier because it happened to me with Keenan Allen last year. I really liked him. We were in our home league and one of the guys that I do podcast with and another guy that's not three of us got into this bidding war and I was in a position where fuck, he was like the, for me, the easily the best receiver left. So I went and I bought him. And then of course we all know what happened and it, yeah. I, my team sucked last year because <laughs> of that. And Al, and Allen Robinson I bought too. So I was, sure. I was pretty much hooped. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I try and do it is watch the tiers and try and time it if you can to get in the middle. Cool. But okay. Easier said than done though. But okay. And then I got Did one that more question. Sense? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I don't know. yeah, that makes a lot of okay. sense. Okay. Good. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Actually go, go ahead, Dale. Cause... No, I was good. I'm good. Christian? Frida, are you still there? You have a question? We have a caller on line three. Bueller? Bueller? It, I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm, something happened with my connection there. I'm not sure. It just cut out at the very end. I know you guys turned it over to me. Uh, Dale, you might want to cut that. I'm yeah. sorry about that. Like Christian? right towards the... Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, go, go ahead. ahead. Yep, ask good, ask your question. <laughs> it was cutting out. My bad, guys. Damn. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I'm sorry. All right. I apologize. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. So my next question is, let's say you planned poorly in yep. in your draft and you're running out of money, um, but there's one guy left on the board. You like him a lot. Do you blow the rest of the money that you have left on him? Or do you wait and kind of distribute what you have left? Um, I typically will try and distribute if I can. But I mean, if if I look and it's kind of a wasteland of what's left, then again, it happened to me with Keenan Allen last year. I got to the point where I didn't like anything that was down there. And it was kind of my line in the sand. I said, well, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy them essentially at whatever it costs. Um, so, again, you have to kind of know your tiers or your rankings, whatever, and are you comfortable with rostering maybe starters in tiers further down of whatever's left? If you are, then, yeah, you can maybe spread it out and you can maybe build some depth because of the excess money you're going to have. Or if you're not, you might just say, no, this is it. I'm I'm getting this guy and I'm going to just live with the consequences and um, – you know, you'll probably be fine. I mean, if you've done your homework, you can always jump to a plan B or plan C. Um, 
it's one thing I kind of always try and tell people have more than one budget so that you can make these changes on the fly, hopefully fairly seamlessly without having to just smash at a calculator and scribble notes and miss a bunch of stuff. But, um, but yeah, again, it comes to your rankings. If, if you're, if you're cool with what's down there, I say pass, but I personally don't like overspending. It's like I said, I'm kind of a value, uh, whore. I don't, I just have a hard time overspending on a player, but. All right. Um, I, I actually, this is my last question here. Um, I'm going to kind of put you on spot here, but I was wondering who, what player are you definitely getting? Um, I'm sorry, what player has the biggest value in, you know, based off all your Mac mocks oh. and which player has the shittiest value? Yeah. Well, uh, I give you two because they're very similar to me. Uh, Ty Montgomery has got insane value right now. Uh, and Danny Woodhead in PPR leagues. Um, they're just for like, I don't know. And again, it comes down to how you rank them. I have Ty Montgomery. I think uh, it's not a stretch that he's a low end RB one. I love running backs and prolific offenses. I love running backs and prolific offenses. that can catch the ball too. So I I'm trying to get him everywhere. And, and right now he's going as kind of like RB 20 price. So you get him very cheap. Uh, oftentimes the price is starting to come up, but Danny Wood has another one. I mean, when I think the price is starting to come up, I was in a mock the other night and he went for $9. And in a PPR league, like I think he has RB1 upside. Um, he's If I can get him for 9 bucks, I'm going to take that all day because he's probably going to be sitting in this kind of like a RB3 price. And I think he can easily outproduce that in that offense. Um, so those are two guys there. A guy that goes for way over value, um, well, other than Zeke right now, um, I'm trying to think here, look really fast. Amari Cooper's a guy who typically goes overvalued. I think yeah. people are still buying based on his rookie, you know, draft status and, you know, his college pedigree and everything. But, I mean, the, pe- the production just hasn't been there. They don't like throwing to him in the red zone for some reason. I don't get it but that's just what it is until I see that I'm not willing to like draft him as my wide receiver one. And he's going for, you know, kind of the same price as guys like Doug Baldwin, um, Demarius Thomas, things like that. Michael yeah. Thomas, sometimes even like I would rather have those three guys over Amari Cooper now, any day. It, um, in, but, in our, in our auction last night, actually Crabtree went $10 cheaper than Amari Cooper. Does that sound about right? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, Cooper right now his average price is forty bucks. Uh, Crabtree's is twenty. Yeah, and I'll take I I get Crabtree a lot so far as my uh, wide receiver three. Yeah. Um, again because I have him as a you know he's my sixteenth wide receiver yep. in terms of you know how right. I think he'll finish this year. So he's a guy I value. Um, and there's a lot of guys in that range for me. Uh, you know, Larry Fitzgeralds, Crabtree's, uh, Willie Sneeds, those kinds of guys that I think have a lot of you know. Uh, I don't want to call it upside because to me, I think there's a lot of production that seems pretty evident, but to most people, and this is where, again, if you're drafting with, you know, I hate to call people like us experts, but analysts, I guess, is a more accurate term. Those values, you can't bank on them, but when you're doing like home leagues with just guys that are doing this just for fun, um, then those values seem to be there all the time and I don't understand it. So that's where you can kind of eat against guys like that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Experts is fine, but you just got to do it in air quotes. Like <laughs> yeah, I'll call myself exactly. an expert, but with the expert. air quotes. I did. You can't see my video maybe though. I don't know. I thought I did. <laughs> we saw, we saw. 
Well, uh, Bryce, you could follow, <sighs> you could follow uh, their podcast at Fantasy Auction on Twitter. Uh, you can go to his website, The Fantasy Football Auction. Uh, definitely check out his website. I encourage everybody, even if you're not going to do it competitively, try it out with your friends, even mock it. It's pretty fun. Um, you know, the, the whole auction stuff, it's it's just a whole other dimension. The draft, it, it makes it a whole other game, really. It was fun last night, and uh, yeah. I'm kind of – I'm in too many leagues now, so I don't know if I'm going to do another one, but next year I'll, I'll gear up for a couple, I think. Hold yeah. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. One, one, one thing here before you go, because I know Dale's <laughs> trying to wrap up. Can you spell the word favorite for me? Oh, you're going there, hey? S A V O R I T E. Okay, okay, no, okay. I'm sorry, dude. We live literally uh, five minutes from the Minnesota border, so we've got both spellings down. Um, yeah, it's uh, we we get over there and buy you know cheap beer once in a while and things like that. It's it's all good, man. Um, I got a question for you guys though, if you don't mind, before yeah, I wrap up. up. Yeah, yeah. I want to know between the three of you who has the best team. Um, I, I do for Armando. sure. I would say it's Armando. Yeah. What? Well, it's what, it's actually. And I want reasons. Then give me some give me some stats here. Like yeah. why? Who's got the best squad here? Like because this is one thing I love doing in our home leagues with guys we know is we sit there after uh, and have a couple drinks and just sit and look at the draft board and just talk shit essentially to each other about why the, your team sucks or why mine's the best. And it sometimes gets heated. Sometimes it's just straight uh, comedic value. But I'm just curious, though, honestly, who thinks they got the best team? All right, here. Why don't, why don't you tell us? I'm just going to list the quarterbacks oh, here. I, I won't tell you okay. who's who. I'm just going to list the quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. It is a two-quarterback league. You have one mm-hmm. team. It's a super flex Yeah, league. okay, I'm sorry. Super flex. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. You have Andrew Luck, Blake Bortles, and Alex Smith, or Tyrod Taylor, Cam Newton, and Jay Cutler. Wait, that's only two. Tell them Brito's. Wow. Well, Brito's oh, thanks. Running. Brito, really? Not... <laughs> All right. Um, Big Ben I gotta and say... Jameis Winston is the third option. <laughs> Sorry, what was the third? Uh, Big Ben and Jameis Winston. I don't mind that. Not yeah, gonna lie. that's better than yours, Dale. Like by a um, lot. My with thing is with luck is I just Taylor don't know what's going. going on there, man. I'm getting scared a little bit. So, like yeah. we've seen his price drop a lot. Finally. Yeah, I actually oh don't know actually, why you didn't put me in the running. That is not the weak spot of my uh, draft. My only weak spot is my wide receivers. But I I have the best running backs in the fucking draft by far because I have Lev Bell, Jay Ajayi, Amir Abdullah, Derrick Henry. Oh, Derrick Henry, Oof. watch out. Right. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Why don't we tell my lineups? I, I feel like I have the most um, – <laughs> I have okay, are we going to do this now? Are yeah, we going yeah, to go for another hour yeah. and talk about our – this is, this, this is like the I, most boring podcast You're going to have to edit this shit out, right? I know. Yes, right. absolutely. This is my It's fine, up. though. This um, is now just us geeking out, which yeah. is why hey, we have a podcast. This so, is half our podcast. Is this <laughs> us talking shit like this? And people love it. So, I mean, they're going to want to know what your teams are like, man. Um, so, this is my lineup is uh, Andrew Luck, Ty Montgomery, Leonard Fortunette, no, Cornette. No. Uh, Amari Cooper, Michael Thomas, Jimmy Graham, Blake Bortles, and I have Keenan Allen on the bench. That's what I have. And then uh, he doesn't care about yeah. the bench. Go ahead, Dale. Okay. I'll I'll, re- I'll read you mine here. We have Tyrod Taylor, Spencer Ooh. Ware, Spencer Ware, and Jordan Howard. My wide receivers are Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson, Kelvin Benjamin, and Golden Tate. And I have Jack Jack Doyle and Cam Newton. Just say your starters, Dale. Jesus well, be- my bench is so awesome. I cannot leave out Kelvin, <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin and Golden Tate. I don't okay. know, man. 
And then, I like uh, the luck team kind of right now so far. No offense, guys. It's you just, haven't uh, heard this final team. You're, okay. you're, you're, okay. you're, right you're breaking up there, Bryce. You're breaking up there, Bryce. So uh, we got Big Ben and Jameis Winston as the quarterbacks. The running backs are Lev Bell and Jay Ajayi. The wide receivers are Demarius Thomas and Julian Edelman. And the tight end is Hunter Henry. Oh, but then you killed me. I was like, kind of, my pants were getting tight there. And then I heard Julian Edelman and things just kind uh, of. Uh, Willie Sneed? Yeah. Oh, I love Sneed, though. Okay. So it's just swap out Edelman for Sneed. Michael Thomas and Cooper are still better than those two for you. But I have Le'Veon Bell and JHR. I have two top five running backs. Fortunate is no. A quick, swap hold on. It it doesn't Jay matter who. If you keep calling Fortunate, it doesn't matter. <laughs> who. Call him Leonard. I could say Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I don't know, man. I like the Lev. Like I'm a yeah. Yeah. Boom. And I typically don't go RB heavy like that. I I don't mind going a little cheaper at running back, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's a. I mean, I'll say this. Uh, I don't know what the other teams are like, but. I feel like you guys got three pretty strong teams, though. I don't know. There must be a couple real shitty ones somewhere. Oh, there is yeah, really, there's a couple. really bad ones. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's a couple, but it's okay. That makes sense, then, because I was going to say, like, there's a lot of, you know, top 24 at each position coming yeah. out when you I, guys were talking. And I'm oh, thinking, who the fuck is everyone else drafting here? Yeah, I think I but, think our uh, our bench, uh, my Armando's and Christian's, I think they're all pretty heavy, you know, pretty nice. I, we all got good value. I think I got Golden Tate for, like, yeah. Eight, six, six dollars or seven dollars. Oh, I think. Man. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. So I mean, I, I, I and all three of us, I think, got pretty good values like that for the draft, which helped definitely helped out. Yeah, I got Rob Kelly for like three dollars, which I think is amazing. Right. Yeah, I think he's gonna be all right now with Perrine, but who knows? Yeah, Fuck. Yeah, yeah. But man, huh? It's a good job. I well think you guys probably did pretty well. Yeah, well, Bryce, again, uh, we thank you. We're not going to take up too much of your time. We could probably sit here and talk for the rest of the night about about fantasy football. I'm sure, but um, if you guys sure. have if you guys have any questions or you know anything about auctions, hit these guys up uh, again on Twitter at Fantasy Auction, uh, on their website, the Fantasy Football Auction. Anywhere else they can find you? You want to uh, anything else going on? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the two biggest places, I guess. Uh, Twitter, hit us up there, man. Uh, it's a busy time of year. I love engaging. We get lots of questions right now. People are kind of shitting their pants a little bit, I think, with do auctions because they have to budget now and they've probably left at the last minute and stuff. So yeah. they, a lot of questions come in and everything. But it's cool. I love that part because uh, I like seeing these guys taking the initiative to actually try and do well instead of just going in there like an idiot with something scribbled on a napkin and yeah. a 12 pack of beer and shit in the bed. But exactly. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, good man. We thank you. And we're, we're going to talk to you later in the season. Thank for sure. you and, uh, and yeah, we'll talk some more fantasy football. You're a cool guy, man. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime. It was awesome. I, like I said, I've listened to your pod a couple of times. I love that you guys do this laid back kind of thing and just uh, shoot the shit essentially about football. And that's kind of what we try to do. So I was stoked good when deal. I saw that you guys uh, invited yeah, a guy like sure, me who just to have a couple drinks and talk football. There you go. Easy enough. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck this season. Later. Thanks. Later. Later. To me, he's talking to me. <laughs> what? He's not talking to you, Brito. <laughs> All right, we're back, and we again, we appreciate uh, Bryce for coming on our show. Definitely cool pod. Check them out, all things auction drafts. If you're just getting into it, I I urge you guys, at least try it out. Like I said, it's, it's worth going, you know, it's worth trying out. If you do try it out, listen to this. If you do try it out and you suck, 
uh, a really cool idea to be a loser in your league is to have a fantasy loser tattoo. Christian, I know you talked about this a little bit earlier. Well, the reason that I want to talk about this is because I want you to do these all the time for all the e-bets that you lose we can in addition to eating all the nasty crap that you need to do. Yeah. Um, and so you're going to have these, you know, they're not permanent tattoos, but they are temporary tattoos that will be on your body that we will mock you for, that we will make fun of you for. And that is my whole goal in fantasy football. It's not really about the money. It's not really about winning. It's more about making Dale feel like a loser. How do we have the and same that's, goal? It, I, it, it, see, that, that's a problem because my life, it's like I have haters. Sucks. <laughs> I, I, I hear it from you guys. I hear it from my wife. I hear it wow. from... It sounds like you're the problem, Dale. You need to fix it. No, I think everybody else is a problem, and you guys are just getting on me for no reason. And well, frankly... Denial. He's, yeah. Frankly, I'm sick of it. That's a good one, Frito. I won't give you an extra star for that one. All right, like so everybody anyways, up on me. basically what you can and do I think here, actually, and it's and really good for your team. If you want to mock your teammates, you want to mock your league mates, if you want to get something, but you're kind of like me and you don't want to get an actual tattoo to mock them, but you want to still post it on social media, make them look like a full fantasy loser tattoos. You can actually get them on Amazon and use our code ESFPOD10. Yep, and for 10% off. So we're giving you guys all kinds of goodness today. I mean, if you listen to our podcast, we're... We probably saved you $100 today, yeah. at least. I think we're like the spiciest podcast out there right now. We are spicy. That's my that's my new catchphrase, Brita, by the way, in case you missed it. Oh, spicy? Yeah. yeah. Spicy. That's his mm. thing now. He says everything spicy. Like, if I say, like, uh, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers this year? He's pretty fucking spicy. Yeah, he's like, a, on a scale of 1 to 10, like, 10 spice. Buffalo Wild Wings, he's like... <laughs> oh, really? You're going to take my thing? <laughs> You're going to take my thing with rating things with fucking wing sauces? Uh, how many jokes have you stole of mine in the past 24 hours, Brito? Yes, but I typed them in a chat. This is going you're, you're... to a podcast that goes to thousands and thousands of people. All of your jokes are mild. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> the sauces. All right. I think that's all we got today, guys. <laughs> yeah. Again, we appreciate everybody listening. Episode huh. 119. We've done 119 shows, and uh, some of you are still sticking around. Um, I think we've done 119 shows, and uh, we probably lose a listener every show, probably. So Big Ben doesn't so get as hurt as much as I thought. He basically oh, played. He's played at least 12 games every single year. 12 um, games is that? Is that something to be proud of? You played 12 <laughs> games. Great, you played three quarters of the season. It's That's terrible, Brito. He, he basically plays 14 and a half games every year. But I, I've thought I, in my mind. So did you I, take I out insurance like, on him for like what? If he misses five games, you get your money back. Yeah, the, the, uh, the policies are all laid out. I don't know exactly what they are, but we should, you should check it out. Okay. Yeah, let's check it out, guys. Roto Assurance is cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, again, for brought that up like Christian later. For Christian Brito, for Armando Crespo, I am Dale. Again, if you want to listen to the horrible intro that we scrapped, you feel free to. Uh, we wasted probably a good eight minutes on it, so. Um, Go for it. I don't care. Oh. If you don't listen to it, you can stop it. It doesn't matter. We're just going to throw it in at the end here, uh, right after this little jingle here. I love that you don't care that I hurt myself. Jingle, yeah. jingle. What? There's an ep- what, what jingle is it? Have you not heard the end of our podcast ever? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't listen to the show, Dale. <laughs> Eat some fantasy. Eat some fantasy. It's all the fantasy football action that you need.
All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Mississippi Handbag of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. If you want to follow me, you can do so at Fantasy on Twitter. Joining me as always tonight is Mr. Dale DeMott. Nope. Hey, man. Nope. Uh, Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? Yeah, it's me first, always. Uh, not much. Uh, the Mississippi handbag, I am very reluctant to guess, but I have a feeling now that we have a couple partners on the show, we probably shouldn't start with um, as crude humor. We should talk about pepperoni what? nipples. Nothing How wrong with... Uh, How big are your nipples, Dale? Uh, they're not... Dale, answer the question, Dale. Like, pepperoni size. Are they, like, big pepperonis, like, on a New York pizza, or, like... Listen, we have very reputable partners now. we got to clean up our That is bit. okay. How big are your nipples? Answer the question. Quarter-sized, I'd say. I would say he does have small nipples. I, oh. I can... He, yeah, he, look. Yep. They, they are size. actually tiny. They're, like, little... Like, a kid-sized nipple. Yeah, I have kid nipples. I got, like, half dollar going on. Yeah. Wow. You guys are nasty. Better to lick, right? Okay. Anyways, on to a more important host on our show. Armando Crespo is also joining us. What's up, Armando? What's up, guys? You can follow me at Thunder Crespo, but more importantly, follow us at Eat Sleep FF. Did you like that intro, Armando? That was good. Was that good? That was good. Yeah, that was good. I think Dale didn't like it, but it was okay. All right. Whatever. Um, Are today you not going to ask me what a Mississippi handbag is? No. I know what it is. No, I'm not going to ask um, you. So I think it's a purse you can buy in Mississippi for a young lady. I'm sorry. I'm trying to teach Armando how to podcast. Where uh, this is episode 119, by the way, and I just had to tell him <laughs> that he had to talk into the mic. Speak into the mic, bro. Episode one, fucking 119 episodes. Uh, we did. We have done 119 uh, of these motherfuckers, and you cannot talk straight into the microphone still. All right. All right. So are we gonna move on to news? Um, <laughs> yeah. So we've got a lot to cover today. We've got some housekeeping. We've got some news. We are going to be talking some auction today on our show with a guest joining us to be named later. But um, it's a it's a packed show. We got a lot going on. But uh, I'll go ahead and let you start it off with the housekeeping, Dale. All right. Well, first of all, uh, again, you guys can visit us on our website at uh, www.eatsleepfantasy.com. Uh, get our draft kit and all that good stuff. Also, don't forget, um, I'm lost here. Sorry. I, I think you threw yourself off when you oh said my www. God. Episode, dot. Episode, <laughs> episode, episode 119. Armando doesn't speak into the mic. Dale doesn't know how to quote a website or read our fucking show log. I don't know how to speak words. Oh, man. What is going on? Episode 120 will be so much better, guys. Just st- please. Stick with us. Yeah, stick with us. Uh, today we are talking, I, uh, talking auction. <laughs> And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what? Are you serious? Do you not know how to carry on a conversation I don't, on a podcast? Honestly, I don't know what you're looking for here. <laughs> I really do think we should okay. start over. We got three yeah, or four I... different things I'm going to mention here. Hold on. Okay. Because I'm just going to handle this. If you want to get into our listener league, go to iTunes, review us, give us five stars, rate us, take a screenshot, send it to eatsleefantasy at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. That's one. Yeah, that's good. That's Two. If you want our draft kit, eatsleefantasy.com, click on draft kit. Yeah, that's no, two. No www required. It's not required. Nobody you. types in www anymore unless you're over the age of 50. Okay. Also, if you're over the age of 50, I'm sorry if that insults you. Yes. That's just a generational thing. 
but my mom does it, and so it bothers me when she does it. Sure. It's not a thing. Stop it, mom. What's the third Love thing? Love you, mom. I don't know. You made me lose track. I can't do this either. Shit. What's the third thing? I think we have an ad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you like following the news, you should do, news, you really should, you should do player line. <laughs> no. <laughs> we should start over like 100%. But I am very happy with how this has gone so far because I have tears in my eyes this is because we have never in 119 episodes recorded a worse uh, This This could be B-roll. I'm, let, let's stop it and save it, and I'll put this at the very end. No, after. this is the word. We're not going to stop this, Dale. Please. Oh, my God. I'm actually crying. All right. So, guys, um, if you're looking for news and notes, I think everyone should visit playerline.com. Seriously, I have tears. <laughs> oh, that was bad. <laughs> you know how I know we're all fat? We all started coughing after we were laughing. All right. That's not normal. This definitely can't go in the episode. We just had two minutes of laughing. <laughs>